to the first, the inaugural mission here, right? The first uh, Starship Rift Arcade podcast. And we're so happy you're here, either watching on YouTube or listening on all the... What were they listening on, Mike? Well, let's see. By the time we get through with this, it'll be on YouTube, Spotify, Pandora... Uh, Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. Oh, so. fantastic. So thank God Mike knows about all those things because I certainly <laughs> don't. So uh, here we have today the three of us who love arcade machines and arcades that you would go and play these machines. Love in. them. Um, who are you, my young friend here? I am Roman, a local patron here, but more than that, a longtime arcade goer, uh, very uh, into the arcade scene, love everything about them and, and just love to see this place grow. Oh, fantastic. And to my left, I am Mike Murray. I am the owner of the Geek Pub, which is an arcade uh, part supplier and plans and things like that, as well as uh, the future owner of the, or part owner of the Time Rift Arcade. And there you go. I'm part owner of the Time Rift Arcade, uh, believe it or not. And uh, I'm the owner and operator of the Electric Starship Arcade. If you've seen me on YouTube, which is probably like three of you, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> or if you've seen me here sweeping and mopping the floor. Uh, but yes, this is our uh, trio of hosts for the Starship Rift Arcade podcast. And uh, today, I think we should start out by, by talking about what an arcade is. I uh, love it. I what love it. is an arcade, folks at home? What is an arcade? Roman, to you... What, how would you define an arcade? You know, I think that if you think of arcade, most people say, oh, it's a place where you go play video games. But it's more than just video games, in my opinion. That's so a good answer. One of the things that you do is when you're going to an arcade, from when I was younger to now, you're going to spend time with friends. You're spending time with family. It's a meeting spot. It's just not, hey, let's go play games. It's let's have a good time as a family together. Let's go out there and hang out as friends. Let's do something different and go on an adventure each Arcade is a different adventure. So I think we found our new marketing game. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Uh, my answer was garbage compared to that. <laughs> that was a fantastic answer. Yeah. We literally, Roman had no prep for this, but uh, that was the best answer ever. Uh, Mike Murray, what is an arcade yeah. to you, my friend? Well, an arcade is uh, this big open area. Sometimes it has a big archway over the top. Uh -huh. oh, just kidding. Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> Hold on, I got that right here. A covered passageway with arches along one side or both sides. Uh, but in short, a... Um, an indoor area containing coin-operated machines. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Sometimes they're not coin-operated. Yeah. So for me, no, in all, all seriousness, the joking aside, the dictionary definition uh, I liked it. I liked um, it. Is it's any place that has games that, that any genre, no, sorry, not genre, any age of person can go play. So... You know, when I think about going into um, a Chuck E. Cheese or, or an arcade bar or, you know, like whether it's at a, a kid-friendly place or an adult only or whatever, if it has games, it's an arcade. That's my opinion. I like that. That's, um, that's a really good definition as well, my friend. So, and that kind of segues uh, right into uh, talking about these different kinds of arcades because you mentioned a few, right? And so... Uh, by all means, I am no expert and couldn't have put together a list of all the different kinds of arcades. And if I miss some when I talk about this, something you consider an arcade, you two chime in and tell me what's up. Yeah. But also, any of you listening at home, uh, go into comments of whatever way you're listening to this and let us know what we missed. Uh, but let me, let me start with what I consider 
Small is my category. So a small arcade, and this could be anything. This could be an arcade that's in a convenience store in the past, possibly the small arcade in a movie theater that you go to and play. Um, any other examples oh, you can don't, think of? Don't forget laundromats. Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now we're getting into <laughs> some spatial things that it makes it an arcade or not. Because does two arcade games in a laundromat make an arcade or does it have to be a little cove cut out for the games to make it an arcade that's dude that's a great question i mean it's almost the same question as what makes a restaurant you know like a food truck uh, a yeah, know, right? Right? the bathroom yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> the restroom makes a restaurant so, <laughs> so but yeah that that's such a that's one of those things that's up for debate or it's it's completely uh, subject to you know when you look at things i remember there was an ice cream shop when i was a kid uh, and it was a 50s ice cream shop, but it was in the 80s, so it was retro yeah, yeah. and things that we consider retro now, you know. Anyway, uh, but inside of it, you know, it was like a soda shop where you get malts and shakes and that sort of thing. But it also had a little boxed out area with shades that had windows, but the shades were down and you opened a door and inside it had a row of basically eight games and it had its own arcade. And I believe it said arcade above the door. Yeah, so. Yeah. No mistake that that was an arcade within a small place. So well, about a about a month ago, I was actually in Montreal, uh, in Canada, and uh, coming back at the airport, they had a Pac-Man and a Galaga, real old CRT okay. arcade game, set on on a free plate in the middle of the walk aisle, and people would just stop and play arcade games. Very interesting. so, Never but that wasn't an arcade, no, right? No, you wouldn't no. view that as I an arcade. See that as arcade, but if you think about spatial, and you're thinking about a convenience store that only has a couple, right. people used to go to convenience stores to play that. You know, does it have a have a cove though? Does it have to have no. like three walls? <laughs> but if you want to have the cove, I know everybody remembers CC's Pizza's arcade. Oh, totally. See, that's an art to me. That's, that's an, arcade an arcade within a pizza right. place, right? When that was one of the first places that actually had Mortal Kombat one. Oh, me too. Oh. Out, and we used to go to CC's to get pizza and play that specifically to play that. And what CC's did you go? to? That was the one in Forced Hill. Okay. And, uh, okay. Okay. And Fort Worth, Texas. I just didn't know if we frequented the same CC. <laughs> Mine had a Mortal Kombat as well. Okay. So. so the funny thing is, Mike and I talk about this all the time. It's like the CCs that was near me had no games. Oh, At least that what? I remember. They had the game. worst CCs ever. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you missed out. A CCs with no games is really, really yeah. odd. So, so, um, so when I was a kid, I was probably, I'm going to say somewhere between 10 and like 13. Uh, there was a place called a Dairy Twin. Oh, yeah. yeah I've heard Burleson. of that. Yeah. And it was right next door to Dairy Queen. which Wow. That, no, I have not heard of that. Yeah. Which made the Dairy it's Twin. Like Dunkin' and Starbucks <laughs> the street go. out there. But anyway, I always wanted to go there. My brother always wanted to go there. And that was because in the back was a little room. And there couldn't have been more than, hang on, I can count them. There's one, two, three, four, five. There were five arcade machines. And it's oh. three stand-ups and two cocktails. And, um, and Xevious. Oh, Xevious. Oh, there the you go. That's a great game. But we always call that. We want to go to... Repetitive soundtrack. Oh. <laughs> Get into that. It's a whole other episode, folks, right there. Yeah, yeah. We always wanted to go there because they had an arcade. And we called it ah, an arcade. See? It only had five games. That's a, so. so now we're getting into a numerical thing. So first thing I want to clarify before we get into all these categories is when did an arcade start to, to you guys like or to anyone listening at home there? What... When do we consider the first arcades? So do, are we saying arcades are really, or are we just talking about arcades for the 
I don't know, neo-modern modern time, like from the 80s forward? Because are we talking about arcades when there was just pinball machines around in the 20s and the 30s? Or oh. are we talking about... I mean that's true because because or like, penny you know, arcades or Nickelodeons the, the the gambling machines you know, correct right? like th those aren't arcades no 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 that's well, a casino yeah right now right. we're talking about what makes a casino but based <laughs> off of, but based off of the Webster's uh, definition didn't it say coin operated machine it does say off of I mean I don't know if it's Mr Webster that put that definition out but Mr <laughs> Google certainly did uh, but yes it does say uh, coin operated machines but now. If you have a free-to-play uh, format or a pay-to-play format that everything's set to free, they're not technically coin-operated machines, That's folks. Correct. So That's correct. this is not an arcade that we're sitting in right now that here in Starship the, Theater. By the very, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, this is quantum. We've just teleported a whole other place. So, uh, no, but so let's start our definition from uh, the Nolan Bushnell brainchild-esque time, and I'm not giving him full credit for making arcades, but he yeah. certainly put together a Chuck E. Cheese and said, hey, I'm going to make a place where I'm put all... Tell people who Nolan Bushnell is. Oh my gosh. Got to paint a picture of <laughs> Nolan Bushnell here. So we're talking early 70s. He was involved with Computer Space and Pong and Atari. And um, I believe the way the story went, and you can certainly correct me in the comments on this one or either one of you guys, is you make an arcade machine and you make $5 selling it. Well, that's a very arbitrary number there. And then you see the operator turn around and make thousands of dollars on it in change, and you think, I'm on the wrong end of this. I need to get on the end where I'm getting the change out of the machine, <laughs> not just selling the machine once. I need to sell the game multiple times over and over. Right. So how does he do that? And he creates a place like Chuck E. Cheese where he can have all the games in one place, and he's getting the continuous money instead of the one cell so and then he i believe he saw a pipe organ thing i don't know if this was a thing in the 70s where you'd go and eat food and someone would play on an organ and that's how i've never heard of that and that's how he's like and then he sees like the tiki uh place at walt disney world and goes animatronics and chuck e cheese so that's a very short, I didn't yeah. want to take no, the whole time. No, no, the yeah. Chuck E. Cheese podcast will be on the fourth episode, I guess. So, <laughs> but anyway, and that to me is the beginnings of arcades as we like them and know them, not so much as far back as, yeah. the, you know. You know. I, I did see some, uh, some interesting stuff on the internet a couple of weeks ago when I was reading about some arcades and it was really about Taito. And oh, yeah. uh, they were one of the original arcade makers in the back and they had the same the same thing happened was that they saw that they were making a lot more money on on the playing side than they were on the selling side and they started opening up uh, more arcades uh, throughout uh, I think throughout Europe it wasn't just in Japan because right. they weren't even a Japanese company they were they were oh, was that sure. right yeah they weren't out of Japan I cannot remember where it was from but it's uh, they're right outside of that, and they started selling to Japan. So you bring up a really great point with um, Taito or Taito. Uh, I, you want to talk about some arguments. We should just write down, you want a future podcast? We'll just write down a list of all the games that we argue and how to pronounce them. So <laughs> Taito, Taito, however you like it, and y'all can certainly phonetically <laughs> spell that one out later. But in Japan, I believe Space Invaders had arcades that were just Space Invaders, right. and there was a shortage on the yen because oh, of it. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway... Uh, another story for another time. So, but let's let's. So we've defined it. We're gonna say that like this late '70s 
forward is the arcades we're talking about. And we've talked about small arcades, you know, and those could be anything from, like I said, the arcade in a hotel to even a small operator. And, you know, we have examples of small operators. And this is uh, typically a small operator is not going to, they may sell a snack, but they're not going to sell alcohol, certainly. And they're definitely not yeah. going to sell much food, if anything, other than maybe, again, chips and a soda right. or something like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think the one thing that I, I'd like to kind of almost a little bit sum up what you just went, that whole thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Language evolves, right? Like, yes, like absolutely. Like the thing that we call an arcade has been evolving. Uh, I like and that. it's continuing to evolve, right? And For I think sure. And that's going to actually segue into what we're going to talk about pretty soon. But but yeah, so, so you know, arcade was a giant arch that people stood under. And right. And, and now it's something completely different. Well, the, that would bring us to, we were talking about small arcades and uh, we would go into what I feel is the next level of the modern arcade. And that's going to be the arcade with a drink, right? Or, or you know, a barcade, uh, a token tavern, if you want to go yeah. with the... Um, if you want to go with the uh, current documentary that's out, which is good, it's all. Mike's uh, over here trying to unlock I his laptop. Where are we failing miserably? <laughs> I suck. Sorry. Where do guys. you think? Where do you think the mall arcade would fit in? Is that still small? Because okay. some of those are really massive, but they didn't sell the alcohol. So, so is I, there a half? A I would say that a mall. Okay, so now we're getting to that whole spatial thing again. Right. I would say a mall arcade that is like the tilt that I worked in that took one little spot that could easily be a clothing store or a you yeah. know a CD warehouse or something right. back in the day a tape store tape world uh, that's a small arcade we're and so now we're getting into that numerical part of it right so is it 50 games is it 25 games you know where is it a, a giant arcade what is what makes it now if you're comparing round one you have skipped several levels here <laughs> right of, of arcade yes. so yes. Uh, what do you think you know, I, I think that, you know, some of the arcades were, were bigger. They had a lot more space. Uh, I remember one at, uh, used to be Town Center Mall in Fort Worth. That actually had a very, very large ar arcade in the, in, what, in the bottom. What was that one called? Um, I, I cannot remember, to be honest with you. I, I just remember that's where we'd give us a roll of quarters and we'd stay in there for a few sure. hours and, and play games. It was the first time I saw um, uh, the hologram game for the first time there. Oh, uh, Time so Traveler time or Holoceum? Yeah, or, time, yeah. Uh, time Traveler. The first time I ever saw that one there. It ate up many of my quarters playing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, you know, think about like your Putt-Putt. And I know we talked about Chuck E. Cheese. Ooh, but I, didn't Putt -Putt, even, I totally left Putt-Putt Yeah, Putt-Putt is a very big arcade. That's and they a big were arcade. Big, and, uh, but they didn't serve alcohol there. And mm -hmm. then you have your they uh, did. Mountasia. No, they did. Oh, well, when I did? there, they didn't serve alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So it's funny. It's, 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 this is a really, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. So putt-putt, you could, if you were playing the golf in the golf side on the outdoor area, at least the one by my house, you, there were, they served beer for the people who were playing putt-putt outside, but they did not serve beer on the inside huh. where you oh, served ice cream. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I've never saw that at any of the two that I worked at. Yeah. They served mint chocolate chip ice chocolate cream. Chip. If I remember correctly, <laughs> they had many, a, many a flavors. <laughs> Funny story. They used to, uh, or maybe it was just a rogue putt putt that I, <laughs> I when they used to get down low on the ice cream, they would, uh, switch out the, uh, the containers uh -huh. and they would just tell the employees, Hey, y'all could eat the rest of this. And you'd oh, see nice. like six or seven kids just eating out of an ice cream. Oh, container. Oh, wow. Great stuff. Oh, a little, little, little stain on their shirt. <laughs> ice cream drippings. <laughs> 
It's nice. Well, we're taking you back, folks. We're painting a picture here. So um, the other, you'd mentioned Putt-Putt, and I'll have to mention another one that was a fantastic arcade around here, and that was Malibu Grand Prix. So just, uh, just to clarify, around here is Dallas. Oh, Florida. no, we yeah. are in Dallas-Fort Worth area. This would be Fort Worth. Uh, Richland Hills or North Richland Hills. So just right. in that DFW area for sure. So, uh, and that's where most of my arcade experience is going to be from. Or have any of you lived out of town further than that? Nope. Well, we're going to have a really small perspective of arcades, <laughs> but it is a rich history in this area, I promise. So, it really is, and it still is today. It is. I, you know, I don't like to overstate things that I have no idea about, but it feels certainly like this is a arcade thick area right like there's a lot of arcades around in perspective not in not as many as back in the 80s but definitely uh from this the next level up which is what we'd be talking about is that arcade with a drink right like the arcade that's going to serve you a beer or maybe a cocktail or something of that nature so those we do have some great ones in the area and uh, you know obviously we serve beer here at the electric starship arcade or maybe not so obviously but now you know if you didn't before and um yeah so let's talk about those a little bit do you when does the first one you remember seeing or who, who do you remember doing that first? Uh, at least in our area barcadia Barcadia, yeah yeah so uh, barcadia is going to be mine but i think it's called barcadia if i'm not mistaken but i was actually in chicago about 10 years ago mm-hmm. um, we got together and someone in the group said hey you want to go play video games and half the group said no we want to go drink he's like okay what well, do you want to play video games and drink Woo-hoo! And we're like, <laughs> people said we're like what <laughs> yeah we're like what that's you, a thing we don't understand what you're saying you know can we take alcohol now i said no there's a bar that has arcade games that was actually the pinnacle of me seeing this and saying wow uh-huh. this is multiple levels yeah they had yeah. games everywhere we we're walking through the streets in Chicago in the snow to get to this place and I got there and it was the best time I had in a while but it was also obviously pre-covid this is um people shoulder to shoulder you're playing games and getting bumped around. oh totally yeah but you know what it made it fun and I agree you know when this probably segues to something different but when you're in an into someone that's actually catering towards an adult. It's still an arcade, but you don't see a lot of little kids in a place that serves that much alcohol. This was more of a bar with arcades and sure. not an arcade that had a bar. I think there's a difference between those two. There totally is. There's a bar and there's an arcade up north, and I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but they actually charge more for children. During that, <laughs> so, like, so it's like $10 for adult and 15 or $16 for kids because they really don't really need them in there and tearing stuff up. So yeah, right. that, that is a, that's definitely a thing. So, and some, the, there's, um, what's the arcade over in Dallas that does, they don't even open up till three or five and uh, they don't have children there. Matter of fact, it, you have to be over 21 to go in, I believe. Oh, um, yeah. Flashbacks? Flashbacks, yeah. Flashbacks. They changed their name, though. Round two. Round two? Round two. Okay, perfect. But yeah, there, there are arcades that are solely targeted toward adults. Uh, this arcade is not like that. Uh, we throw birthday parties, and we have children in here until 8 o'clock, and then we go to 21 and up, which is very standard, at least in our area, to have a time where it's adults only. Yeah. You know, I, I actually was, like uh, that. I, I love the fact that, that there's a split because... There's times where you know you're going to want to bring your family, but there's Absolutely. times where you just want to hang out with your friends too. Absolutely. And, you know, language can get color, kind of colorful when you're, totally. uh, when you're playing Street Fighter Third Strike. And uh, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. You should talk to the owner of this place. Either. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> a really yeah, colorful guy. <laughs> <laughs> but my church uh, isn't watching right now. 
no. We'll edit that. Sorry. Out. No, it's fine. I, uh, I'm very honest. It's, there was uh, there was I went to Wichita Falls this last weekend, and um, uh, it was for a party for my uh, wife's uh, family reunion. And I wanted to, and I did not get to go. There's a uh, arcade bar there called the Maniac Mansion. Oh yeah, and Marcus, uh, Marcus's place. yeah, Marcus's, Marcus's place. McGee. And I wanted so bad to go. I want to go I'm there too. Make a special trip. I Let's do see. it. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna film it. But the thing I found interesting about it is that they don't open until six p.m. Good for them. So, Amen, yeah, brother. They're open like six. six <laughs> I'm with them. <laughs> Don't give me any ideas. Is their repair costs way low? <laughs> oh, <laughs> for real. For so real. I think they're open like six to two or something like that. I so, love that. Yeah. That is fantastic. So Yeah, that makes sense. People like to go hang out after work, you know. So absolutely. When I was making this place, I wanted it to be for everyone. And sometimes everyone doesn't want to be around everyone. So right. it gives it gives specific times for um for adults and for children to yeah. have a blast. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I have I have told this business model to um, many friends of mine because they ask me, what am I doing since I, <clears throat> I'm gonna hold out some air quotes here for those who are just listening. <laughs> ah, air <laughs> quotes. When I quote retired from the IT world. <laughs> I like that. And I tell them I'm opening a, uh, a an arcade bar and they say, "Are you going to let kids in there?" And they're and I'm like, "Yeah, it's an arcade. We want to have it be family friendly." And people, some people are like, "Oh, that's so amazing! That's so awesome!" And some people say, "Oh, do you really want alcohol around kids?" You know, like so. There's a lot of people who have differing opinions on that. Some people don't know this, but they serve beer at Chuck E. Cheese, and they have since <laughs> the, at least the '90s yeah. when I worked there. So. Uh, <laughs> And they have fights break out, and we never have fights here. <laughs> right. So it's fantastic. You know, I, mean, I think the alcohol, third alcohol is just one of those weird things because every restaurant I've ever been to has totally alcohol yeah. in it. Absolutely, you know, most of them are there, and people are in there with their families or eating. And most that's of the time such a good point. That's everyone good drinking point. with their kids at the table too. It's not like they're like, oh, I got my kids, I can't drink. You know, so it's yeah. I don't see a thing wrong with that. So that that's I'm really glad you said it just like that. That's actually perfect because I think it's the word bar. Yes. As the connotation to right. it, yes. right? So it, are we really, let's think about that for a second. Are we really an arcade bar? Would you mm. call the Electric Starship a bar? I'd, no, I'd, I would say it's an arcade that has a bar. I, I agree. Bingo. I 100% agree. I think mm -hmm. that there's a, there's a big difference because there's going to be, if you go somewhere where they have a bar set up with 50 stools around it, tables everywhere, that's catering towards someone setting. Yeah, and they don't open until 6 o'clock and you can't get in unless you're 21. Right. Bingo. That's, that's there you go. That's, you know, that's, that's a bar. Cool. You know, but if you're serving a drink, it doesn't automatically make you a bar just because you serve a drink. You so know? something you hear from places that don't necessarily have a bar is that they're family friendly and you're not. And I would say that's that's not, bogus. That's I'm not true. Use the word bogus. It's yeah, not true. bogus is so nice. <laughs> I, I would say, have one. you ever been to a kid's birthday party that has adults there with it? I mean, I just I always go back to Chuck E. Cheese because that gets into a whole other category, which I call, uh, you know, obviously it's a family, family entertainment, entertainment center, but I call it a kid centric one. Right. And it has beer. And I even remember working there. I went to the manager. I'm like, should we serve beer? I mean, people are probably trying to drink beer to of, try to drown out all the noise and <laughs> all the screams kids. and everything. And then, and then they're going to drive the kids home. And they're like, the owners of Chuck E. Cheese like beer with their pizza. And I went, okay, I'll Fair. go back to work on my coin yeah. mechs that are jamming up <laughs> right full on. of pizza, pepperonis and whatnot. Uh, well, let's, let's talk about something else that's with the barcade that you just kind of get, all right? And that's the retro game. So most 
Uh, if you had to classify all the different arcades with beer and wine and cocktails that have opened up in the last 10 or so years, the common theme of those is they're finding older games from the 80s and 90s because they're trying to build that nostalgic feel that when you walk in, the first thing you say is, wow, I haven't seen that game forever. I can't wait to play it. Um, where I, what I'm getting at with that is, do you think it's good to have just those retro games or do you think you should have some more modern game mixed in as well? I think it depends on what you're trying to build. Okay. If you are literally trying to build a quote arcade bar. Sure. I'm not sure that it matters that much if the primary goal is to have people come in and drink. Mm, and you're like going to make most of your money off of alcohol sales. And there's a, and another reason why is is because I think people go to a place like that for the vibe. Totally. They want to just be in a cool place and hang out with cool decor and all that around them. And the arcades become part of the decor. Sure. Right? Absolutely. I don't think if you want to cast a, a broader net and you're looking for families and all of that, that you can get away with just one little genre of, of type of arcade, whether it's mm. classic or modern or pinball or whatever it is. I think you have to have a bit of a mix of everything to draw in that modern family crowd right that's I, my, I, my, I like that my, and that's very interesting roman what do you feel about well i was that? about to chime in on that you know you make a good point about an arcade bar but is it a bar arcade so i think that's the big thing because like like you were saying if you're going to be a bar that has a few arcade games you know it's going to be 21 or older you're going to get that older stuff that's sure. specifically for that group Right, but so if you this is Barcadia was was yeah. kind of yeah. based on that. They didn't have a lot of, at least when I went, and guys, I haven't been there in a long time, but uh, I fell in love with the whole concept based on Barcadia in Dallas. Mm -hmm. right. so. But but in the second part, if you want a true arcade that serves alcohol or beer, whatever, well, you're going to want everything. So I don't think you should limit yourself down to 70 or 80s unless you're specifically going for, I want a retro arcade. Sure. But if you think about it, almost everything is retro right about now. But boy, yeah, <laughs> you know, boy, it is. There, I'm so old, everything is retro. <laughs> yeah, I agree so, with you. I mean, what, what, where's the line at? Is it well, 10 years? Is it five years? What is, what are you That's a great point. Retro? That's a great point. Yeah. And also think about the, when you talk about alcohol, right? Like you can even specialize in that. Like, for example, that, like, Two streets up here, they're building a margarita bar. Mm. Like that's all they sell is margaritas. Nice, <laughs> you know. So well, I know we're all be hanging you out. Can, <laughs> you can make all of these different things. We're talking about skinny or wide. Sure, fine, right. You know. you know, I think that it just complements everything that's in the bar. Eventually, you'd like to have a one-stop shop where you can go and have fun and not have to worry about going somewhere else afterwards. Agreed. And that that's a nice part. Well, that's a perfect segue into my next question: Is should you have food? Ah. <laughs> I have an opinion on that, but I'm oh. gonna save it. Well, that, no, that's here. What's time? We're gonna hear it. Roman. What do you oh, think? So this is a, this is easy for me. So I think every arcade should serve hot dogs. That's just my opinion. yes. I I I, I don't Roman. Think, I don't think you could have an arcade. Your without check hot dogs. is in the mail, Roman. <laughs> check is in the mail. You know, hot dogs and nachos are Come on. what I grew up with. Oh my god, every arcade. And let's go. Think about this. You know, you know. Uh, shout out to to Putt Putt back in the day when they had their five dollar uh, Sunday. Uh, uh, special, you'd get a hot dog, a drink, and tokens, and oh, one wow. ride on there for five bucks. And it was Let's like, go. yeah, and dude, it was, I want to go now. Yeah. I had totally forgotten. I'll pay twenty five bucks for that right now. You get a go kart ride, a yes, hot dog, yes. a drink, and you'd play some Dang. video games for five bucks. And you know, those are those things that that I look for because that's the value, and that's like, hey, I could have fun for a couple of hours. It's not going to cost me an arm and a leg. I love it. And, and you know, kids loved it. There, there was a busy time in the day wherever that happened. And I, it was just I guess we're getting a hot dog roller for the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
You gotta. Have you can have my old one. I'm gonna get a new one. How about you, Mike? What do you think? I feel like. Um, well, should we talk also about the the legalities? I think we should. So oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hit slam on it. it in there really yeah, quick. Yeah, I'll hit on it real briefly. So I do believe. Thank you. I do believe that an arcade needs to have food, and I'll tell you why I think that. Sure. I think because a lot of times me and my family we're talking about, hey, let's go to dinner, and we go to dinner all the time. I mean, that's just kind of one of the things that we do, right? And so, hey, let's go out to dinner. We need to pick a place that has a broad enough food choice that everybody's kind of happy. And the, I think the if, if a place is just a bar, then we're not going to go there, right? Because it's like, well, I don't want to get nachos for dinner. My wife's going to want a salad, and the kid doesn't like jalapenos or whatever i'm just making sure. something up right picky kid right. um so i think you've got to cast a little bit a bit, bit of a broader net if you want to get that dinner crowd to come in and stay and play games and drink beer if all you're targeting is hey play video games and drink beer they're going to come after that which may be okay it may be okay yeah i think that it was something to be honest i think hot dogs and nachos simple was more than just giving someone food I sure. honestly think that it kept people in your place longer so they didn't have to leave to go. That's exactly food. my point. Right. And, yeah. you know, and that's why I like the hot dogs. And the reason I like the hot dogs the best, because uh, it's in the bun and you're not getting your hands dirty. So you're eating oh, it. And I then like you go that. back and oh you're my not. God. Less I grease on <laughs> your so I have controls. To, I, have, I have to tell a story. <laughs> oh, my God. We built this Mortal Kombat machine. If you guys have not seen the video, you got awesome to watch machine. it. Uh, it's, it's Very neat. awesome machine. It's pretty awesome. There was a kid here the other day that had a chili cheese dog, <laughs> and it was in the put, boat. Put it in the cup holder. <laughs> he took it out. He took it out, and he put the thing like the the, the basket. What do we call that? Little uh, boat. Boat. You had it right. Yeah. Put the boat down. And then he was eating the chili cheese dog, and then he just sat that down on the control <laughs> panel. Perfect. And while he was playing, and he would just pick it up and eat from it. Like, that that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, the most ridiculous one I saw that just weirded me out was uh, we sell bit, like the big pickle here. Oh, they just like yeah. bite the big pickle and lay it on the control panel. Oh, oh my gosh. Like use the start button to like <laughs> leverage it so it doesn't roll it doesn't off roll. into your floor. Like, like they used to do cigarettes. Yeah, it's like, but it's a giant pickle and there's just a bite out of it and it's like control panel, bang. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, that was the. I swear if it rolled off, you would have picked it up off the floor. That, that's <laughs> what care. happened at Puppet. You know, people had nachos. They walked yeah. around, ate them, licked their fingers playing games, uh, licked their fingers playing games. Yes. I just, you know, I guess that's why, you know, some people built up some really good immunity back in the day yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right now let me let me for the for the strong <laughs> back in the 80s let me cover the legality thing sure. about it so um if you only want to serve uh beer and wine the, in texas anyway this is probably wildly different in other states where they don't have restrictive alcohol laws but if you want to serve beer and wine in texas and you don't want to pay the five thousand dollar deposit to the state of texas a bond i think pay that bond to the state of texas um then you have to serve food, and so that's why I think a lot of you have to serve meals. Meals, yes. meals. meals. Very technical. <clears throat> a hot dog is a meal. A nacho for seven is not a it's meal. Not a, meal. <laughs> a, a, a weenie in a bun is a meal, no matter how small. <laughs> Don't have any envy there, folks. It doesn't matter how big your hot dog is, as long as you have eight of them on your menu, you can have beer, uh, at awesome. least in this area. Yeah. So. Uh, so uh, just my input on food, I view it as 
like I view going to a game or going to the movies. Now, there's and there's nothing wrong with going to the movie that has the table and you can order the big meal, like a, a movie dine-in movie place. And I think there's nothing wrong with arcades that have a dine-in centric movie kind, that kind of experience. I should not I shouldn't say movie, but just a a full dining experience. Yeah, yeah. I personally haven't eaten at an arcade that I went, oh my gosh, the food here is blows me away. I'll tell you what, Sidercade's artesian pizzas are pretty good. Uh, hey, The one in downtown Fort Worth, that I has some good pizza. love that Sidercade pizza. So, <laughs> uh, but I view food at an arcade as food at an arcade. You're having a really hard time right. like saying, hey, I'm going go to the, I'm gonna go to the arcade and eat some food. You know, <laughs> I was like, well, you just get something because you're hungry there. It does keep them there a lot like feeding people at a football game on a Friday yeah, night yeah. keeps them there instead of them leaving right. early. So, uh, you know, or a movie theater or anything like this. Yeah. To me, popcorn, hot dog, nacho, you kind of got it covered uh, as far as the way I view it. But not to knock anyone that does a bigger menu. Uh, and also, I think if you serve cocktails, you may want to have a bigger menu just to soak up a little bit of that alcohol. Yep. So, yep. Well, I guess the question would be now, if you have a huge menu and you have so many tables, are you now... A restaurant that has an arcade? Dave and Buster's. Oh. Or, or are you now? You're getting into the service. FEC yes. Family yes. Entertainment Center yes. so section now, portion you know, of this. Where's the limit on that? On what the classification is? You know. So we talked a little bit about barcades. Uh, one last thing I want to talk about is how many pinball machines do you know? Two things I want to talk about. Uh, what makes a retro arcade barcade? I don't care if you're serving beer or not. What games do you have to have? Oh. Like, like, like you walk in and we're like, you mean you don't have? Pac-Man? Pac-Man? Uh, what kind of place calls herself an arcade without a Pac-Man? Yeah, should I just start naming a few out? Yeah, yeah, please. Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Galaga. I think you really probably should have joust. a Spy Hunter and a Joust and a Robotron. Spy Hunter's tough to get, guys. I know. Robotron's tough to get, guys. <laughs> I won't knock your arcade if you're missing Spy Hunter or a Robotron. It, but, yeah. you know, try to get it, obviously. Yeah. That Space Galaga. Invaders. Galaga, Space Invaders. Buddy, I think Pac-Man, Galaga, that combo. And, and if you have a Miss Pac-Man, you may be able to go without a Pac-Man or vice versa. Yeah. Uh, but, man, if you don't have a Galaga, well, it's hard to call yourself an arcade. My Even eyes. if you go to the laundromat, they have a oh, Pac-Man. <laughs> that's where I used to play that's, Galaga was at the laundromat. That's have those. Those are like the ones everyone had. Yeah, if Pizza Hut was able to have a Galaga and a Pac-Man, you should be able to have a Galaga or Pizza Inn or whatever. That You should be able to have a Galaga and a Pac-Man. So uh, look for those first. If you're opening a retro arcade, Make sure you have Gallagher or Patman, because if you don't have them, people are going to ask where they're at. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and sure. they ask where they're at when you do have them. I don't know, like probably six versions of Pac-Man on the floor at some degree, mm -hmm. uh, you know, between Battle Royale and Miss Pac-Man and Pac-Man and what's up? What's not? I don't have Pac-Man Junior, but uh, Baby Pack, the little hybrid pinball oh, yeah, Pac-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so. then you've got the uh, you've got the the how it's like the little home use one. Uh, <laughs> I can't even think of what's the oh short. one ups arcade one. No, no, no. no, no. no. No, this is not an arcade one. No, oh, you're is. the cabaret cabinet? <laughs> it's, yeah. Cabaret. Yeah. yeah cabaret cabinet. cabinet. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then cocktail. Yeah. Cocktail, cabaret, or full size. There you go. So. No, no, no I saw the one you have. Oh. You have the little multi-cade thing that, that, that's a Pac-Man. Is it the Here? baby pinball? Yeah. What? Yeah. 
Oh, uh, Pac-Man like Pixel Party. Pixel Party. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I haven't yeah. had it on the floor in a while. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That one's like a, a a modern multicade, and it is the cabaret version of that. Yeah. We actually have that in our local movie theater still too. Is the it's Pixel Party, and I, I wanted to say it was called something else before it was called Pixel Party, but anyway, Arcade Party, whatever mm -hmm. the Pac-Man one. Absolutely, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah. Sorry, sorry for us to look at you like you had three heads there for just a second. <laughs> um, so, we, what about pinball, guys? Pinball is on the rise, man. Like people love pinball and that's one of the busiest areas in our arcade. How many pinball machines do you remember in your old arcades that you went to as kids? How many did they have? And then how many do you so, have now? So riddle me this, you went to Forum Fair 303 Mall. Yes. The arcade, yeah. the big Forum one with the Mario Go Go Yeah, Go totally. They have pinball. I don't remember it. I don't think they did. I was I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. It was I think it was my brother and it was like, the arcade, he said, the arcade I went to didn't have pinball. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think it did. How about you? So going at Putt-Putt, because that's the one. That's not my answer, the by the way. <laughs> that's your answer. You only get one minute. You know, <laughs> went over time. I, I don't remember some of the Putt-Putts having pinball machines. I just remember the one in Hearst having pinball machines. How many did they have? I think they probably had about eight or nine. If I think about it, they're kind of like spaced out. Um, which um, they had one that I think every arcade should have. They don't I, have it here. I worked a <laughs> little history. I worked at the Chuck E. Cheese on Filder Road in the 90s and also worked at the Tilt in another defunct mall right off of uh, 360. It was a Six Flags Mall. Six Flags Mall, Six Flags yeah. Mall. And then our Tilt, we had a Star Wars Sega Star Wars Trilogy pinball. And that I don't remember there being another pinball there. I think we just had the one. Yeah. And in my Chuck E. Cheese, we had a Data East Back to the Future. And I don't remember who made the generic football back then, but you could get different translites. And obviously we had the Cowboys translite. Uh, but we had two pinball machines in Chuck E. Cheese, and I believe just one pinball machine in our uh, in Tilt. The Tilt Northeast Mall, I don't remember... Only, only, only pinball machine I remember there is another Sega pinball machine. I guess they had a, a run of games at yeah. that time. But they had a Twister pinball machine for the movie Twister. And I believe they only had four pinball machines. I just think it's hard to register how many pinball machines some place had in the 80, early 80s because there wasn't as many arcade machines and pinball had been around for quite a long time. But by the 90s, when we're, our memories are really taking place, are we just remembering pinballs being pretty much phased out? Because like by year 2000, I don't even think hardly anybody was making pinball. No, I think that the reason, again, this is me pulling something out of the air here. Sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. But where I saw most pinball machines were in bars. Totally, yeah. So, uh, bars you know, had the good pinball. I, I saw that they always had pinball machines in bars. You know, And I'm it, not saying I was old enough to go to bars. You were frequenting <laughs> bars when you <laughs> were 12, my, son. My, my, my dad actually owned a bar, and mm. my mom worked on it, and they serviced some other stuff with uh, pool tables. So I'd oh, go yeah. with them, and I would see pinball machines when they'd go to different bars. I, I will leave it in the description, but there's a movie called Pinball, which came out like a oh, year yeah. ago, which is all about how... Pinballs used to be classified in a lot of states as gambling yep. machines and therefore didn't make it into arcades. Uh, so I'll link that in the description. Maybe that has something to do with it too. But it maybe that had something to do with it. It's like, you know, people still had that connotation of a pinball machine or something. It was a little less seedy. Yeah. And you know, this may also be very regional too. It may be up yeah. north there were a ton of pinball and no arcades. I you know, we're we're speaking from a very small part of the world. You know, yeah. it's big to us because it's you know it's Texas. But, but my uh, my answer to your question is today in yeah, a modern yeah. arcade, I think you have to have pinball, and I think you got to have at least seven or eight of them. I think the difference though, and why maybe some of them were put in pinball was very simple. 
back at the beginning. <laughs> oh, boy, was, man. You hit a ball and it hits a target and bounces back, you know? And they've gotten very complex. They've got oh, movies yeah. playing They're in the background. giant puzzle but machines. Uh, when, <laughs> when I saw Medieval Madness for the oh, first time. Oh, yeah. Great pinball machine. That hooked me I wish me they'd on. remake it. Chicago Gaming remake that. They are actually remaking it. I, I no, saw They say they are. Yeah, yeah, so let's see what they come out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, definitely that changed everything for pinball and that actually got me interested in more pinball machines. I like that. more. I mean, hell, you can collapse a building and uh, yeah. Godzilla and that mm -hmm. pinball machine. So, uh, how many game? How many pinball machines should an arcade have, Roman? You know, I, I think that should have a good variety of ten to twelve if they're really going to it. Uh, at Pretty least good. on the floor, a, a nice row of it where people can get together, watch, and agreed. I actually like watching people play pinball. You know, yeah. arcade games, video arcade games, I like playing. Pinball, I like watching people play because it's truly a skill game. I love pinball. I'm, I'm definitely more of a video game guy than I am a pinball guy, but I absolutely love it, and it was a lot of fun. The, uh, you know, being an operator, uh, I've, it's very expensive, right? It's expensive to maintain, and it's very expensive to get in the pinball game. Uh, and especially us here, we try to, at least, at least on the Sterns, we try to be on that mid-level where you're not really missing any features in the game, but we don't necessarily need the fancy art package that a, an LE Stern would have. That doesn't really make a lot of sense on the floor. But most operators operate a Pro, which would be the base model car, right? It's not the yeah, one with yeah, the yeah. heated seats necessarily. So we kind of operate that middle ground just because I don't like to miss any gameplay personally. And I, I don't, for my clientele either, I'm, I'm willing to pay just a little bit more for that extra ramper you know more 3d yep. uh, toys on the on the play field i don't know if a lot of our listeners realize this but uh, like a row of 10 stern pens is an easy hundred grand plus. yeah hundred thousand dollars they're, they're not cheap <laughs> a premium stern pinball right now is ninety five hundred dollars Yep. And to see people beat on the way they do, you're just like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you just make you cry a little bit. But uh, it's expensive. So if you're an arcade, you're upstart, right? And you've got to get in the game and you've bought all these retro games that you're working on, but you need to get some pinball on the floor. And maybe you mix in some older units that are $2,500 to $5,000. But when you start mixing in those sterns, so we started a little small with our pinball lineup. We started with four. And what I found out very quickly is those four get the heck played out of them. I mean, they're just getting roughed up. It's just too little of amount of pinball for how many people are going to play it, especially if you have your arcade on a unlimited play platform yeah, where you yeah. just pay one price and you can play as much as you want. They're coming in, they're going to beat up that pinball. And so... Four is too too little. You got to have more than that. Right. Um, then you get to the other side of the equation. So say ten would be on that. To me, that's almost the perfect. I say eight, nine, ten. That that kind of it spreads out the beating enough between the ten. But I think if you get past that, you start getting to like having too many cats. Like the cat box always right. is going <laughs> to need to be emptied because you have too many cats in the in the house. So basically, when you have twenty pinball machines, the chances of problems are going to be very high, and you're going to almost dedicate a tech to constantly clean them. I, I, I never knew how dirty pinball machines got in the last four years, how many times I've cleaned those yeah, play fields yeah. and waxed those play fields and replaced the bands and cleaned those and uh, just cleaned the balls, but new balls. And you think, have you ever had to think about, you right. have to add new balls to a pinball <laughs> machine, you know, cause they get all dented up and scratched up. I, I will say that I feel like the pinball machines at the electric starship are maintained better than anywhere I've ever, ever, oh, that's ever so seen. Nice. And I, Mike Murray's very nice. You know, I will tell you though, that when you're <laughs> walking really down hard. the hallway to get here, 
That's yeah. the first thing you see when you walk in. Big row of pins. And there's a row of people right there next to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always busy. So I, it's expected for it to come in and have the pinball and see that. It just attracts that and hear that sound when you walk in. I love that, too. The sound of pinball is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So uh, that brings us to genres of games. So, yeah, in, in my eyes, pinball is one of the highest played sections of the arcade. There's games that are on the floor that are fantastic games and I don't see anybody playing them sometimes so that's uh me personally we're talking about a wide net uh I think you are trying you you do want to put some modern games in to mix in with those older games uh well I mean let's think about it could you open an arcade that only had Pac-Man and Galaga I mean we said earlier I mean you can open anything (laughs) those are must-haves right can't open an arcade without those. You can't open one without them, but if you want to... So I'll, I'm going to go to... Uh, this is a little rule I apply, and uh, I don't know. It's this top-secret rule here. I'm just going to let it out. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like the vintage, beautiful, fantastic games from the golden era of arcades uh, in the 80s, early 80s, and into the 90s with fighting games, especially resurrecting that, uh, that arcade scene, I think those are must-haves to get people in the door, right? Uh, But if you want to keep people playing in the door, I think you had to have some... And get them to come back. uh, Well, we've got to get to that. Uh, I think if you want to keep them there once they're there and have them have fun, because a lot of these old games will kind of squat you out pretty quick, right? You, you play Tempest, you might be done in 30 seconds. Yep. You play Spy Hunter, you may never even know that there's a <laughs> gas pedal to push. You may never get the car going. Uh, or you may not put it in low gear. And why is that, Mike? Um, why is what? Why is the, why are those games like that? I think they were trying to make money back <laughs> then, They're man. quarter eaters. You're supposed to eat your money up, your quarters, right? That's why the first uh, character in Mortal Kombat you play, Mortal Kombat 2, you can wipe them out, and then the second guy blows you smooth out of there. It's like, well, that was a really quick learning curve. I had to master this thing in one level. So, yeah, they're not really designed to keep you playing like that, but a good modern game... Uh, with those graphics that are a little closer to what they're used to, and then anything that's a multiplayer, like a four-player Batman or Batman Pac-Man Battle Royale, uh, these are games that are going to keep them there, and they're going to remember and have fun. But the good mix, yes, is what brings them back. Absolutely, I, I think so too. So you have to realize there's going to be different people coming in. If everybody was only playing one game, you would have that one game duplicated over everything, (laughs) right? right? Or you'd have your quarter up on the screen waiting for your time next. But having that separation, having that difference, having that one arcade game that when that one person comes in, they want to play, you'll have people in here more times looking at everything as a whole, not just as a Uh, Variety is the spice of life. So you want to have a lot of variety in the arcade. At least that's that's what we go by. And we don't know everything, but... Uh, I certainly, I love it. And the patrons like this young man to my right here, uh, he seems to really like that too. So yeah, whatever Roman likes is what we do here. I, <laughs> it's I, the secret sauce. I agree with like everything that the, everything that's been said to this point. But you've left out one th- one thing. What? Crane and claw machine. Crane and claw redemption. 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 What do you think about redemption, Mike? Uh, it depends. I think. If we're talking about redemption as in I'm going to play for a whole bunch of tickets and then I'm going to take those t- or points or whatever it is these days, right? And then I'm going to take it back and redeem it for prizes. I hate that. I hated it then. I hated <laughs> it when I was a kid and I hate it It's now. a segue to my shirt. <laughs> Mechanical Rat, Pizza and Child Casino. There you right? go, Child <laughs> Casino. Yeah. Um, I do like claw machines if it's just a 
that one machine, I'm going to win a prize right there, and I'm done. But if I have to go take tickets back to somewhere and redeem them, I'm out. I'm out. So what if the world disagrees with you? They might. That's okay. <laughs> you can leave it in the comments and tell me. Roman, yeah. do you have grandchildren? I do. So redemption is, <laughs> redemption is a very big... I have a big, very big view on this. Um, oh, so well, really tapped into something. I, here. I guess that the question I would have, and by all means, I'm not saying this, but uh, or I actually I am. But when you go to a casino and you put money in there, you pull the lever and you're hoping you win something. Right. I feel the same thing with redemption. It's a child thing. casino. It's a child casino, right? I mean, we, <laughs> right. we, we, we we've established that. <laughs> so I think that if you're going for a shop that has a lot of redemption, you know what you're walking into, and that's your goal is to play those, sure. and you're going to have fun with that. If you're going to have an arcade that has a separate section with the tickets, I, I'm not a fan of that because the prize is set there and it's just not feasible for those big prizes. I think the the the, the prize points aren't marketed correctly for children. That's it's, true. Now you're getting it towards adults playing that. Right. Well, so, I was I was at an arcade. Uh, can we call it an arcade? It's a, a redemption center. Right, sure. <laughs> I was at one of these facilities. Child casino go. Child casino. I was at one of these child casinos just in the last probably three or four months and they had a... Uh, Xbox up top, and it was 150,000 tickets. And I did the math, and it was going to be something like $1,200 of You're plays. just not very good at these games. <laughs> for, me to, for me to win, <laughs> to win an Xbox. I'm like, well, I could just go down to the store and buy the Xbox for like That's not nearly as much fun. <laughs> All I could say is that the Carnival Cruise Line owes me about $200 wow. for the credits from Redemption. You, if you were on Carnival, you didn't pay near enough for all the food you ate. I promise you that. Well, I remember a place called Nickel Mania. That is, did anybody go to a Nickel Mania? I have not, but I know what it is. It was fantastic. So basically the concept was they hadn't figured out that the one price pay thing that we've all figured out now in the modern day uh, just yet. But they said, what if we knock all these games that people used to play down to a nickel instead of a quarter? Will people still play them? The answer was yes. Uh, so when you get a big old roll of nickels for 20 bucks or whatever, what is a roll of nickels? Five dollars. Five dollars. Wow. Yeah. Well, I can't do math, folks. Come make change with me here at the Electric Starship Arcade. Anyway, you get a roll of nickels. You get four rolls then for $20. Look at that. I can't do a little math. But uh, I would play the redemption machines like crazy when it was only a nickel. And uh, I remember winning a big cat in the hat there. And I probably paid $25 for that 30-cent hat, you know. So um, I think the... I think the world does disagree with us, at least from a money-making standpoint, because everything seems to have been a little bit more centered around redemption. You go to a Dave & Buster's, the video game is not the but, most but, common thing you see there. On. Are they doing that because that's what the customer wants, or that's because how they that's can That's how make they money? make money. Right. Well, right. The, the kids are being, I f believe, directed to want that yes, because they don't know any different. <laughs> And so that's going to make money. So the kids do seem happy. I don't know about the parents so much, but uh, we've seen to be as a society directed towards spending more money anyway. And it's just, oh, that's the way it is. So I do love the fact that retro arcades have sprung up because it does give the option for you to introduce these old games to your kids and uh, maybe show them that there is something else besides just a yeah, uh, casino. Well, let yeah. me give you. So I've had this kind of in the, ever since we started this conversation. I've had this in the back of my head. But my um, daughter-in-law, her father asked me when we started the process of opening the new Time Rift um, in Bedford. Uh, he's like, "There's a pizza place on the same facility as you, and they have um, arcades in there." 
And he goes, how in the heck do you think you, as a mom-and-pop place, are going to compete with this big chain? We can't. Close the doors now. <laughs> so my answer was this. My answer was this. It was, well, you're going to pay $12 to get in my door, and you can play from the time we open till the time we close on that $12. Or you can go to this pizza place, and it's $3.50 per play, and you can play basically three times. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> when, That's you know, the difference. The funny thing is that pizza place, I believe you can have a whole buffet for less than you can play one of those games. <laughs> right. A whole buffet of pizza. <laughs> so. right. Anyway, that's that's hilarious. So we've uh, crossed over um, into the Family Entertainment Center, the FEC, yeah. and I broke these down into two categories, basically, one of them being kid-centric and one of them being a, a true mega. I call it a mega because you can do anything you want at this place. It's where dreams come true, apparently. Uh, maybe not so much on the retro side of things, but definitely on the giant modern amusement coin operated or card operated amusement machine so we'll talk about the kid centric ones first now obviously you go back to the days of showbiz pizza and chuck e cheese as we remember it and man those places were fantastic because they did have a good mix of video games and you could get tickets back then it wasn't all on the card which there is something to dropping a token or exchanging coins for a token and then getting tickets and then having a pile of tickets and you Count well, them, or someone's thing. weighing them. Oh, Remember no, no, they no, weigh no. tickets. My thing was they you could take your giant pile of tickets and they had this machine that you could <laughs> oh, feed yeah. them in. That was a little go, later. Nom 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 Ticket muncher. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I actually saw one time someone winning and they were feeding it at the same time. Ooh, they were just close enough. It was a long string from across the floor. That is amazing. I used to love that. The only thing I hated about the ticket munch machine is when you had half a ticket. And you're trying to fit it no, in its no, mouth. No. Just take it. You're cramming, just trying to get that other half ticket in there. You know, one of the old school tricks where when you got tickets, you pulled slowly to see oh, yeah, the ski ball lane. Tickets out of that. Just, yeah, eek, yeah. eek a few more before <laughs> exactly. it broke, or perforation broke between the tickets. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, so. Yeah, those were the old school ones, and those were a lot of fun, but there was a mix of video games there that was eating up the tokens. And um, that's not the way they look now inside. Um, most of them are redemption. There are some video games, uh, and they'll usually they, they play it pretty safe with the video games because they're going to give you the rail shooter, uh, which is, uh, for those of you that are a little lacking on arcade um, definition, is where it's directing you where to go and you have no choice. You're on a rail, just like if you were on a train. Mm -hmm. And then you just shoot what comes along on the side of the train, basically. Uh, and then uh, they'll they'll stick with racing games as well, yeah. especially yeah. tune-related, like a Nicktoons Racing or uh, something at Cars, I think, is a current Chuck yeah. E. Cheese racing yeah. game. Um, so they're a little different now and they're definitely not dark and seedy and what I would consider very fun. <laughs> so, um, but you know, to each their own and I'm sure kids still like going to Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. just like it's a mini amusement place. So, yeah. um, so kid centric game works was a big arcade back in the day. I don't know that I would call it kid centric though. They were almost aiming for the, the gen X teen at that point. I yeah. Imagine. I think, uh, I remember going there and that was the first arcade I went to that we had to be 18 or over to get in. Oh really? Time. Yeah, oh, wow. I had never I been that. into another one that was a certain age to get in at that point in my life. That was a cool place. It, it was. And they, Good job, Sega. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I think they had a, um, they had like the two and three story games. Oh my God. Game. Remember that? Yeah. That balloon game. You yeah. rode it. It was like a ride. Uh, I remember they had wave racers and they had a giant, uh, wave made out of, I don't know, resin or something. I don't know. The giant, 
plaster wave above your head was really, really cool. And All the race cars lined up. Yeah, the Daytona cool. USA. That yeah. was the most amazing racing game. Oh, it was beautiful. When it was eight cars, and it was a full-size right. car that was, you got into. That was so cool. Who is it that has the crane machine that you bolt the kid to? <laughs> I don't know. I, I've seen I wish that I saw that. Mall. I, I saw it outside of an arcade, but I saw that in the mall where yeah. there is some somebody round one or somebody around yeah. here has a machine. That the kid you, is the crane. The kid yep. is the crane. And he doesn't pick up anything either. And you're like, what? What's wrong with this <laughs> thing? I'm re return that crane, kid. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, and then we get into the mega, right? So now we're in the Dave and Buster's main event. Round one, I would consider a mega. Yep. You know, I would probably go to GameWorks as a as a mega because it was two story. Yeah. And if it would have been all on one, it probably would have been about the same size as one of those. To be honest with you, it was I, big. I agree with you from a size standpoint, but from a option standpoint, you still were basically playing games either for tickets or you're playing arcade machines, and a lot of them were big arcade machines. It was right. kind of the introduction of the giant arcade. If you go to a Dave and Buster's or a main event, the arcades, some of them are two stories tall, and it's just a ball drop game or something right. like that, a giant ball drop. Um, but what they didn't have, unless I'm wrong, and I could be, is all the different options of other stuff like bowling and karaoke and, you know, go-karts or something, right. you know. That, that, that's everything. a valid point. They did have, like, billiards and stuff like right. bar stuff right, upstairs, right, but right. really nothing like you said. And, yeah, that, that's a whole other level. Well, like you know, you know somebody who's kind of doing that is Alley Cats. Um, oh, yeah. Alley Cats table. is a yep. – I would yeah. say Alley Cats is a mega. I mean, a big one that has an actual – it was the putt-putt. Right. Uh, you know, and then it has bowling and it has go karts. Go karts. I mean, that's that might be the mega of they have megas. Amusement rides yeah. outside. See, I never think kids, of. I never think they do have amusement. Yeah, that's a big place when you think of it. Batting cages. Yeah, batting, batting cages. No. Yeah. Well, putt putts had batting cages back yeah. in the day. It was pretty fun. So, uh, go, yeah, obviously the mini golf. Right? Is it? Do you consider Alley Cats bigger than Dave and Buster's a main event, or is it just those companies are so much bigger? That's a good question. I mean, from a size of the actual facility, I think Alley Cats is bigger than. It's got to be bigger. Yeah. When you're looking at square footage of the wrong, but property, I think it's, yeah. yeah, the square footage. What makes an arcade, folks? We're talking about square footage at this point. <laughs> so anyway, so I, what do you think of those places? So I think that you know, for me personally, I think they've kind of lost the charm of the arcade. Ah, the you know, word charm. They, they've, you know, when I go to an arcade, I want to go play arcade games and video games. Absolutely. I don't want to go read, play redemption games. You know, that's me personally. Right. So when you start going to these bigger places, then you start losing that that deal. And now you have round one that has a very good size arcade and they have the bowling. So that's more a little bit. On but they don't have line. any classics. But they don't. Not anymore. And as a matter of fact, I think it's even changed over the last maybe like six or seven years. So uh, I used to take my employees to round one uh, for employee parties every year. And we would go over there. They had all the they had like candy cabs in there absolutely and some uh, japanese sit down and now cabs. i went over there uh, last year and a lot of those are gone now and they've put more redemption and there's more like uh i guess like vulix types okay of so so okay so mike and i did a round one kind of tour about probably close to two years ago right and then we did another one about 10 months after that and the thing we noticed was yes. that a huge portion of games were gone and had been replaced by crane machines. Like the Japanese style, yeah. like yep. you say, a UFO style crane machines. Because that's what's big. And that's a Japanese company, right? Mm -hmm. Am I wrong on that? I hope not. No, you're not. Sure. Okay. That's right. So that's, um, that's what's big in Japan. And I think that culture 
has crossed over the ocean. You know, I believe that crane machines are, you know, uh, arcade purists probably listening to this particular podcast is not going to think that, but, you know, perception is reality. And my perception is you wouldn't double your cranes if that's not where they, were if that's money. Where they weren't making money. Right. Exactly. So, um, so are retro arcades trying to make money? Are we ignoring sure. <laughs> are we ignoring the cranes and the redemption? Uh, or we just love the nostalgia? I personally love it. I mean, as long as I make enough money to pay the bills, I love the nostalgia. But I think it goes I'm back at. to that same question. Are you trying to open an arcade or are you going to open a redemption center? You know, that's yeah. where... Is it a child you, casino? Yeah. Or exactly. is it a place where you can play Robotron 2084? Right, because I think it's two different, two different things you're looking for. If someone says, "Hey, I want to go to the arcade," they come here. I'm gonna, hey, I want I'm to go gonna play some redemption games. I want to go. Over I'm there. gonna leave you with a thought. Okay. Every time that I go ask on this topic, <laughs> every time I go ask one of my friends what their favorite arcade is, they always pick an arcade that is kind of a mix of classic, you know, the retro, the modern, and the pinball, and all of that mixed together, kind of like the Electric Starship. Maybe Cidercade, right? I never, ever hear them say, oh, Round One's my favorite arcade. I never hear anyone say, oh, Main Event's my favorite arcade. Right. right? Why is that? Because it's a lot cheaper, Mike. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of it. I think that matters, but I don't think that's it. Right. What do you think it is? This place has a vibe. Absolutely. I cannot get into main event. This the vibe is amazing. I'm sorry. I love main event. I go there all the time. I love it too. But it's not the same. I love it too. Yeah, there, there's a difference in eat, going to the Applebee's bar and going to your favorite neighborhood bar like Absolutely. Cheers, right? Exactly. And if you build an environment like Cheers where everyone knows your name and you make friends and all of a sudden you're hanging out and you're going to movies together, uh, I don't think those big places create that environment. It's a place you go with your friends. I'm going to say like, this. I might meet people here and go to main event. <laughs> right. I'm going to say this, and I don't mean this derogatory towards main event or any of those sure. companies at all. But they are the McDonald's of right. the arcade world. It's right? just a little bit of the soul. You know, I, I think that a big thing for me, when I come in here and I walk into this building, I know people. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. talking about just the people who work here, but other customers that come totally. in. Yeah. Hey, what's the up? Regulars. How are you doing? How's it going? And you won't get that when you go to right. uh, some of the other places. Now, I'm not saying no right. one else has Nailed that, it. but you won't see that at main event. I've never walked into main event and said, hey, I know some of these people that are here. I've never done that. And... and if I was to challenge anybody opening a retro style arcade or a an arcade with a bar, I would say that that would be the environment that you want, that culture that you want to build in your employees and with your regulars is you want to have something where these people are thinking about getting you a, a Christmas present. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're going to yeah. maybe know when your birthday is and celebrate it, even though you're working at your own place. <laughs> We're going to take you for your birthday. Oh, to work. Sweet. All right. You well, know, I do love it here. So I this have be... met so many friends at this place. Right. Like so many people that I know on a first name basis, you're never going to get that experience at one of those large venues like that. It would almost seem weird. Yeah. I mean, back in the day when we walked into an arcade and someone was playing a fighting game, you rolled up on them and stuck a coin in and started right. playing with them. Here, um, I have people that might come up and say, hey, can you tell them to stop playing that game because I want to play it now. And that's, 
a very different experience. It's a different world we live yeah, in. It is. Uh, it doesn't make it changed. It doesn't make it right or wrong, but I certainly do pine for the days where you could make a friend just by whipping their ass at Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, I will tell you though that one of the things that I saw this has actually just happened just a couple of days ago. Um, I was here. Mm -hmm. There was a party. Mike was at working behind the desk. And the bar, you mean? That, uh, bar. Yeah. Thank you. We behind call the bar. it a desk. The desk. <laughs> <laughs> we're at work. We're at the desk. Well, I, I just met you not his desk in the bar. Oh, yeah. desk. I'm but drinking at both places. This, so this uh, young kid decided to come up here, and he wanted to make sure he told Mike about how he was playing, and he was got the top score on, on Mario yeah. Kart, and he yeah. wanted to know what was going on. And it wasn't like he was a little kid. This, year, this was like a sixth, seventh grader. And right. That's something you don't see out of these other places where they're talking yeah. with the owner and letting them know, hey, man, I did really good over here. This is great. I love that, yeah. by the way. And then me, personally, I'm on Street Fighter 3, and then Mike just comes and whoops my ass. So, obviously, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> any, that's not entirely true. <laughs> any fighting game These guys I have play, taught me many a lesson. Mike whips my ass. <laughs> These guys have taught me many a lesson on many a fighting game here. So, uh, I've been spanked. I beat him on Mario Kart this morning. Though. He did twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> <sighs> what are you gonna do? Lose a lot. <laughs> Everyone wants to beat the owner at an arcade. If you're ever planning on owning one of these, get ready because you're gonna get spanked a lot. So, uh, so let's uh, let's close here. Um, I think that we have defined what an arcade is, or we've at least created enough argument <laughs> so where we can have a very interesting comment section on anything yes, that we put this yes. video or. Uh, podcast on so i really appreciate you guys man some fantastic feedback and opinions and i love the memories obviously that's that's why we want to talk about this stuff folks is we want to um live in those good old days which we do here all the time and yeah. we will at time rift when that Absolutely. opens and uh, anyway any closing thoughts uh no i'll just make one comment on the podcast itself and that is any of you guys who are out there listening to us on spotify or some of those uh, platforms that you've traditionally thought of as audio only this podcast will be available on any platform Platform that supports a video version as well so you can see us talking and and things like that so uh, so if you want to look at our grizzled faces yeah. <laughs> certainly yeah. you can on one of these platforms how about you roman i would say you know for everyone out there that's in the area and if you didn't know the starship existed over here come by stop by play some games altum city texas yep, come it's by, close to everywhere yeah yeah <laughs> so you'll have a good time uh, lots of old games lots of new games lots of everything um yeah. But uh, and I and I and I would even say that we're the kind of people that we'd love it if you come up and greeted us and said please, hi. We'd love no. talking to you. Yep. And uh, and I'll leave you with this, folks. If there's anything that you want us to talk about, uh, you know, arcade related. Obviously, I'm not into politics or anything. Anything you want us to talk about, <laughs> arcade related, uh, please, you know, mention it in the comments. We we are going to go through those comments and definitely f figure out what you guys want to hear. Cause that's, you know, honestly, there's a, there's not a lot of options as far as, uh, yeah. arcade talk goes. And, uh, I think your opinions is the ones that matter the most, yeah. uh, about what you want to hear. Yeah. So. so we're hoping definitely. to release every two weeks, couple weeks. And yeah. That'd so, be great. Uh, if you have a topic, drop it in the comments and we'll add it to our list. If we think it's one that uh, we can make into a something more than about 10 minutes long. <laughs> and if you need, um, arcade parts and everything, please visit 
visit uh, uh-huh. thegeekpub.com. They will have uh, team molding and buttons and all kinds of, all kinds of sorted ways to build out your cocktail or upright arcade machines. Uh, and if you're in the local area, please come by and see us. We and and any arcade support any of the arcades in DFW area. Absolutely, we, they are. Uh, there's some great great arcades out there, and uh, you know, look at our YouTube channel and you'll see me tour them all. I love them all. So anyway, yep. Uh, so we're signing off. Thanks for listening. Thanks Thanks for for listening.